uh, today. And the title of this message is called Word Life. Word Life. Amen. Now there's a subtitle that is a scripture uh, found in Prophet Jeremiah 33 and 3. The subtitle is called to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. That's a love, that's a long subtitle. But that's what God gave me. Amen. Call to me and I will answer and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And that's the New Revised Standard Version. In um, the Amplified Version, it says incomprehensible things. And the uh, NIV is unsearchable things. So basically it's hidden things and um, it's uh, God is a revealer of secrets. Yes. Amen. So the, uh, the book of Daniel, Prophet Daniel, um, it's not our main text, but the king answered Daniel and said, Of truth, it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. So even a heathen king knows that, even the kings of this world knows that our God is a revealer of secrets. Amen? Yes. Now, the subtitle indicates that by the act of communicating with God, he will reveal undiscoverable things to you. Amen? Now, this is true discovery. This is not like when they say, a teacher in school, Columbus discovered America, right? Everybody heard that while they're going to school, even young people, to the oldest person in the room, they taught that, right? But how could you discover something when somebody was already here? So it's, it's, that's not a true discovery. Amen? So, uh, you know, a, a true discovery is when you unlock the keys to scientific advancements or you enter a realm of someplace that man has never been. Amen? To accelerate the common interaction of our generations. Amen? And you, the, the, the next generation builds upon the discoveries of the previous, and the next, and the next, until you get to where you are today. That's right. Twenty twenty one. Amen. So our main scripture text is uh, Judges thirteen and nine, Ephesians six eighteen, and First Thessalonians five twenty one. I have I have three main scriptures: the Judges thirteen nine. Ephesians 6, 18, and 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, verse 21. Okay, Judges 13, 9 reads, And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Ephesians 6, 18 reads, Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Last main scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says simply prove all things Hold fast that which is good. Amen. Amen. So, uh, 
as the word of God, the word of God like to like to compare like uh, it's compared to water uh, many times in the scriptures, and I like to use a water faucet. Uh, when you turn a water faucet on to the to the right, usually it it comes on all the way. Then you turn it all the way to the left, it shuts off. Right? Amen. So the pressure of the water is modulated by the turning of the handle. Amen. So in either direction. It reaches a stopping point of full or a stopping point or off of off. Amen. So the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and a wellspring of wisdom as flowing brooks. Amen. That's Proverbs 18 and 4. So um, I'm trying to take you somewhere with the water and on and off. Amen. Modulation. Amen. And we can shine brilliantly as God's spirit flows through us to the intended listener. Amen? So you can be a vessel too. Amen? Anybody can be a vessel for God. Avail yourself. Amen? And he will, he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen? So to the natural man, water is life. And to the spiritual man, the word is life. Amen? Amen? We're talking about word life, right? Amen. But even to the natural world, the word is life. So the word is life in natural realm and spiritual realm. Let me prove it to you. Genesis 1, 2, the second verse in the Bible. First, everybody knows the first verse in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Genesis 1 and 1. The first thing you read when you open most Bible, anybody should be. So Genesis 1 and 2 reads, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, what? Let there be light, and there was light. Amen? Amen. So this is the Word of God bringing the natural world into existence. Amen? And uh, the, reason, the, the way I arrived at this message was um, you know, I was seeking some fresh bread. You know, I seek fresh bread from heaven um, during this week of Thanksgiving, and a recent change of, chain of events uh, were dominant and seemed to occur in my life. And um, I recall a recent client of mine. Um, I have a, a business, and I thank God for Elder Leslie because when I first got my truck, my my red truck, this little truck, when I um, cleaning carpets out of it. He, he spoke something to me that still resonates in my spirit today. He said, that's a work truck. And he said, you can make some money with that, right? It's simple, right? Something simple, but this man spoke to my life and God, thank God today is my business is um, is doing a little bit better than it was. So I thank God for you, sir. You can just speak into my life. Word life, amen? So, in the supermarket also today, I saw a lady, she had a shirt on and said, Mama Life. She was walking around with a basket full of food. I was like, that's Mama Life, I guess. And, uh, and, um, and looking back, I started to ponder. I said, as a boy, uh, I love to read. And one of my favorite magazines was Boy's Life. Amen. So all these things with the life thing was, uh, was reoccurring. You know, I, I ponder, I continue to ponder. And they said that college is the best days of your life. You heard anybody hear that before? I'm not sure, but um, to some, that's what they say. So, um, so when I was in college, 
Uh, I wrote a theme song for my, my dorm, whatever it's called, Loving and Living at Doc Stockton State. And it's now Stockton University. But um, I thought about that also, college life and leaving college. As a young man, I turned my back on God. <laughs> and the, the, the man of God had his hand out to me. And I turned away from him. He saw potential in a young man and he wanted to train. But I went the other way. Now I see the error of my ways. I went into a situation, into a thing that the, the late Tupac Shakur called thug life. And I started to live that type of life. And uh, I thought about that. That's a, just a part of who I am. Like one of those pieces. You know, so um, moving, I was moving fast, going nowhere, like the children of Israel. Don't you know, velocity, you can be going 100 miles per hour and have a velocity of zero, because velocity is defined as distance in its equation. So it's not defined as speed. So the children of Israel had a, a, a very low velocity because they could have went to the promised land in a matter of a month or two. But it took them 40 years. 40 years. So when I was in the world, that was just like, you know, I was moving fast, going to work, making moves, doing this, doing that, running around. But I had a zero velocity. I wasn't going nowhere. Amen. So um, my spirit became a dry area. I looked in the mirror. It said, the eyes is the mirror to the soul. I looked in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. Something had to change. I was going nowhere. I was getting arrested. I was acting up. I was drunk. I was using drugs. I was doing all kind of matter of foolishness going nowhere. Amen. But God said, God never left me. He never left me. I left him. But he was right there. Sitting in a bar and a stool right next to me. <laughs> but when I look back, I say, it was mass confusion. It was a uh, spirit that didn't smell good in the nostrils of God. Matter of fact, it was putrid. You know what putrid is? That's past stench, stinking. That's something that's unbearable, right? So imagine um, a sacrifice, uh, a burnt offering. That's our lives. Present our bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Uh, sacrifice is something that's burnt on the altar. Amen? In, in the Old Testament, it was of animal. They burnt the animal. But what happened? The Lord received it. And it was glorious in his nostrils. He loved the smell of a good sacrifice. Amen? So our lives should be that smell today, right? So when you're not living right, you put a stink, a stench in the nostrils of God. Right? And you got to realize that he's not going to bear with you always. So I came to the conclusion it's better to stop yourself and correct yourself than be corrected by God. Amen. Amen. He may put things in your way, but Amen. to bring you into correction, like he rose up the Philistines against the children of Israel when they started doing idols and stuff, he may put some things in your life to set you on a path back to him. Amen. But this, going back to where I start, um, got this word for this lesson, word life, it was my life. 
My life, my life is a spiritual engineering project. It's a spiritual because I am a spirit. I just have anybody. So it's not a workout. It's workout, get myself built and all that. It's not mentally where I can read books and stuff like that intellectually, but it's a spiritual project. And it's an engineering project. And it's not, I will say, in totality, it's rocket science. Because in rocket science, you know that when they develop a rocket, that it can only go up once to test this, how good it is in the true environment. And if it fails, it fails. So it's only one shot. You can't redo a rocket launch. Because once the rocket shoots up and it, and, it, and it blows up, that's it. All the work you put into it is gone. So uh, the totality of our life is like a rocket. Oh, the totality of it. But every day we got a chance to tweak it. Every week we got a chance to tweak this. Work on that. Work on this. God said, work on this. Go on up under the hood and fix this. Go do this. Go clean the window. Change the window out. Change the lenses. Put some tin on. You know what I mean? Things go into a rocket. So when we go up, that's when we leave this body. Yes. When we leave this body, are we going to self-destruct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or are we going to go straight unto God and to his bosom? Amen? Amen. So how many people want to want the word life to straighten them up? Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank God. The subtitle, Call Unto Me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33 and 3. And, um, and praying to God, he began to give something else to me, um, and immediately scriptures came. You ever ask God for something and he gave you the answer before you finish asking? I asked God for a word for the day and all these scriptures came. I mean, just, what, I'll tell you. <laughs> all of them came and like, and you know what? I had to turn the faucet out off. Remember I said that faucet, that water? And I said, God, okay, he gave me the first scripture, then he gave me the second scripture, then he gave me the third scripture, then I said, hold up, now, hold up. I said, God, okay, okay, turn it down a little bit. Because that's a lot of study, that's a lot of research, that's only got an hour. Okay, 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 Holy Ghost, I get your point, amen? But he, he dropped Ephesians six eighteen to get to you today. It's not me. Not what I thought. It's not nothing I studied. I said, yeah, this, this will get them going. No, I don't do that. He said, pray always with all prayer. Ephesians 6, 18. And supplication in the spirit. And listen to those ends. Ends. And watching there too with all perseverance and, suppl and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance, the speech, my words may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery, the secret of the gospel. Amen? Amen. So, uh, scripture says that um, the secret things belong to the Lord. Deuteronomy 29, 29, 
our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the secret words of this law. And also in Psalms 25 it says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. I mean, those who reverence him, those that respect him, he will, he will get, put, bring you into covenant. Amen? He won't just leave you out there. Don't you know man will leave you out there? But God will never, ever, ever, ain't no much alcohol, ain't no much drugs, ain't no much women, ain't no much money, ain't no much nothing. God will never leave you. Praise God. Never. Praise God. Somebody say never. Never. Praise God. Amen. Solomon appeared and said, he has said everything beautiful and appropriate in his time. Like the man said, preparing me. Daryl Cole. Everything is made beautiful in his time. He planted what? Eternity in the human heart. And this is, uh, he planted the divine sense of purpose in our hearts. That's why God is the only thing that can fill your heart. And if you don't have God, you're going to be walking around with a void. And nothing can fit in that, that section. Except for God. I think Paul said the length, the width, the depth, the height, the breadth. How many things have six dimensions? A cube. Well, God has multitudes of dimensions. A square has four dimensions. And it's, it's two dimensions. A cube has six sides. How many sides God has? Unsearchable. And you got a piece of you that's unsearchable because you came from it. And unless, if that piece is void, if it's empty, you're going to be searching for God. Doing everything under the sun until you find him. Then you're going to be 45, 62, trying to say, yes, Lord. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Like we said before, you may have wasted some years, but as long as you say yes before that rocket ship goes up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You say yes on your deathbed. That rocket ship go up, go straight to God. Amen. Amen. But we don't want to fake it. We don't want to be putting on um, wood, wood on a rocket, making it painted, making it look white, then making it look shiny. Then when it's your time to go up, then wood is not going to go into the stratosphere. That's right. It's going to burn. It's going to what? Do what? It's going to burn. That's a perfect analogy. So keep your heart with all diligence, or out of it, what? Are the issues like that faucet? The issues of life comes from your heart, and we did say previously that God is the one who inhabits eternity. He inhabits. Don't you know you, you have a piece of eternity in you? He inhabits. The scripture says he inhabits eternity, and his name is holy. Amen. His name is holy, and what he dwells in a high and holy place, and with him also is of a contract and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contract. That's Isaiah 57, 15. And you know what? God wants his presence in your life to be perpetual. Perpetuity. I like that word. I got that on sharp teeth. Perpetuity. Interesting. So God wants perpetuity. He wants a part of you. Amen? 
So, therefore, remove sorrow, uh, Solomon again, Ecclesiastes 10 11. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart. Remove it. Don't be sad, going around sad. Watch. Bitter, mad. Amen. Put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. You might be young today. You might be look gorgeous today. 21 and 36, 20, 18, 36, whatever. But that's vanity. That ain't going to stay with you. Somebody said amen. <laughs> amen. Now, now the term weak as water, you ever heard that term? Yes. It, ref- it refers to the flow of water. Now, the flow of water is um, takes the path of least resistance. So, like water going downhill, it goes over and finds the weakest path to go. So, water is weak. Weak is water. But at the same time, water is strong. Water can be weak and strong at the same time. So, like I said, water passes through unimpeded to take the path of least resistance, but something that holds water back is stronger than the flow of water. Like a dam. And this, uh, like they have the Hoover Dam, which holds back millions of, um, millions of gallons of water. Now, the water is stopped. The flow of water is stopped by a dam. Man-made structure. God gave men wisdom. Amen? And this dam can be regulated, just like that turning of the faucet, right? So you can, it can um, generate billions of kilowatts of electricity through a dam and all that stuff. So man has figured out how to regulate the water, amen? And they use it for the benefit of millions, which is good, amen? But the Holy, the Holy, I said, but, but also, and the Holy Spirit. Is the one who regulates the flow from us. And we speak a word, the Holy Spirit is the one that regulates. He's a regulator. Amen. Yes. Because sometimes we don't speak. The regulator says, be quiet. Sometimes the regulator says, say this. Sometimes the regulator says, say this and be quiet. So the Holy Spirit is the one doing this. It's on auto. When you live by God, it's auto. He'll tell you, God will know. I'll say that right now. Or call that person. He, he, he even may go as far as say, go to the hospital, the room one seat, and say, God needs you, then turn around. That's if you're, if, if you're at that level. Some people are at that level. God speak to them. Um, go down to Sacramento, California. Um, go, go to Elm Street. I'll go door 324 and say, come out. <laughs> <laughs> turn around. Some people got it like that. I mean, this is how God used some people. But we got to make it to that level of God. So which is a, to uh, desire. But the wellspring of water is in, in, in all of us. The scripture says the wellspring. Amen? So the wellspring of wisdom authored by God is able to be regulated to the flow from your belly as rivers of living water. Amen? And the Holy Ghost is a regulator. And I, I want to drop something about this uh, man who lived in the 15th century. His name was Thomas A. Kempis. 
it was back then they didn't have a printing cut press, and um, so they had to write out everything before the printing press. And he had a job as a copyist, so he would spend all his day writing Bibles and selling them. So they say he wrote like six Bibles, seven, something like that. But he was selling to someone rich or king like that, something like that. So this man's Thomas Akinto, uh Thomas A. Akempis, living 500 years ago, said, you will never be spiritually minded and godly unless you are silent concerning other men's matters and take full heed to thyself. You will never be spiritually minded unless you are silent concerning other folks' business. You can't be spiritual and running your mouth about everybody at the same time. It's like, well, it can't go together. That's true. So this man said this after writing all those Bibles. <laughs> he said, you know, you can't be that way. You have to have discernment. And that's what the Holy Spirit, the regulator, is for. Because he may tell you to be quiet. Don't go into that situation. Don't even speak about that. Mind your business. That, that lady business ain't none of your business. Amen. So spirituality is akin to keeping a secret. Keeping a secret. And we at times uh in times past we we call this not being able to hold water. If you can't keep a secret, you can't hold water. And some people use that against people. They know they run their mouth, so they tell them stuff anyway, so they get out. They be used the people to, to be a PR source that's right. in a negative fashion, but then that's don't let yourself be used in that way anyway. But we shouldn't be blabbing about other people's business. Amen? Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 